you are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ben Larson. Find me on Twitter at Cheesehead Talks, also at Lockdown Brewers, and Facebook.com slash Lockdown Brewers as well. Uh, very, very, very depressing return to baseball for the Brewers. <laughs> uh, yes, they played baseball. They had some games, but I don't know if the Brewers were there. Uh, it didn't seem like it. Uh, outscored by a total of 12 to 1 over the course of the doubleheader, the Brewers are swept. After they had taken the first two games of the series against Cincinnati, you just wanted to at least get a split to take the series, to get two games up on the standings on the Reds, and and move into the uh, weekend series here with Pittsburgh. But that did not happen. The Brewers swept in the doubleheader, and uh, not a good showing. Uh, what can you say? I mean, it's just that nothing, nothing good there. We'll try to find some good. Uh, we'll talk about, I mean a little bit, we'll talk about uh, the state of the Brewers offense and we'll also preview the Pirate series uh, coming up here over the weekend. Uh, we'll do all that on the podcast today. First, three up, three down. Three up, three down. Well, uh, looking for the ups. This was a struggle. I mean, it really was. This is hard to, hard to find some ups in this, uh, in this doubleheader. I guess the first up is it's, it was nice to be back to playing baseball, all joking aside. <laughs> the Brewers didn't really show up for this doubleheader, but it was nice to be playing baseball again. And uh, and nice to get back to the field. And it is nice to be complaining about the Brewer offense a, a little bit and, and kind of uh, and use it as a distraction. I mean, I, you know, I'll give you that. It was it was nice. That, that part of it was nice. Uh, that's all I got for that particular up the second up Orlando Arcia uh, you know look through the doubleheader I thought that Arcia uh probably was the best player on the field uh just in this in this particular doubleheader now you might be thinking wow that's that's bleak Ben but you know he had a couple hits in game one he turned in some nice defensive plays nearly had another perfect uh throw well it was a perfect throw it was just a, a hair late to cut down a runner trying to score in game two uh, where he just has that hose of an arm, you know, and, and uh, catches the relay throw and always extremely accurate to home. Uh, it, it's fun to watch Arcia in those situations. And he almost had another runner uh, called out, but then upon review, his hand did get in there. And so uh, the run scored. But again, I thought Arcia gave some tough at-bats. Uh, he, he looks like the only person with any life right now offensively, at least last night. And... Uh, and so he gets the player of the night for the Brewers in a very difficult situation. Uh, also, the third up, I'll, I'll give you this. Uh, Josh Lindblom looked a little bit better. You know, he only did go four innings, but uh, he gave a couple of runs, had one bad inning. But I thought that, you know, he, he did look a little better out there. 
and maybe something he can build on. Because he's had some rough outings here for the Brewers as of late, and you're kind of wondering what you have in this guy. right? They signed him to a three-year deal, so he's going to be here for a while. Can he figure out a way to you know, go five innings and, and only allow two or fewer runs? And uh, he didn't get the five, but he did allow two or fewer. So, And maybe in a full you know, full-length game, Craig Council would have run him out there for another inning, but they had uh, plenty of arms in the bullpen. Turned out not to be a great decision because Freddie Peralta was not very sharp, unfortunately. Uh, the downs, now uh, this one, there's an abundance of downs to choose from. So, <laughs> uh, as opposed to the ups, because this was not a good night. But uh, I'll start with the offense. It, it just, overall, uh, it's, it's becoming embarrassing to watch this Brewers offense. I mean, it's really, really bad. Right? It, what can you say? They got one hit in game two. That was an infield single from Luis Urias. Otherwise, they would have had a you know seven-inning no-hitter. One hit, Wade Miley shut him down, followed by the Reds' bullpen of uh, Sims and Iglesias. And, I mean, that's you know, embarrassing in game two. One hit, six-nothing loss. Game one, at least they got seven hits, but they only scratched across one run. You know, only one hitter... Orlando Arcia got two hits. Uh, everybody else who got a hit only got one. Christian Yelich, 0 for 5 in the doubleheader. He did have a couple of walks. His average is all the way down to 190. I mean, 190 after 30 games. Yeek. Right? It's pretty tough to, to stomach right now watching this Brewer offense. It's just not any good. Not any life, not any energy, nothing happening. They, you know, were able to win the first couple of games of the series, but not because of their offense. <laughs> just a, just a hair because of their offense. It was just a little bit better than it was uh, last night. But it's it's dark times here <laughs> for this offense. I, I don't know. You know, we talked about with Doctor Scott earlier in the week. Uh, it's got to turn around. I mean, it really does. It's, I'm not just being overly hopeful there. These guys. Craig Council sat after the game last night. These guys have hit in the major leagues before. You know, and they have, but uh, you know, there's no guarantee whatsoever that they'll turn it around by the time 60 games is over. Because you've seen teams go through offensive doldrums for the first two months of the season before. That could certainly happen here. So, uh, second down, uh, I, I just count the short starts, you know, only four innings for each starter. Now, in a seven-inning game, that's not the worst thing in the world, but uh, the pitching staff as a whole, where they usually hold teams down after the starter leaves the game, could not do that. Uh, Freddie Peralta had an off night where he allowed a couple of earned runs. Uh, you know, Grimm came in in the, in the seventh and allowed two runs in the second game of the doubleheader. The same thing happened in the first game where additional tack-on runs were allowed by Alex Claudio and J.P. Feierheisen. And so, you know, it turned a, a, a game where you thought maybe you had a chance if you could get a rally going into a, a game where you just didn't have a chance to come down, you know, come back from down five or six runs. It's just not, not going to work out. <sighs> rough night. Just <laughs> a rough night. Uh, third down, the Brewers just can't get out of the swamp. They're 13 and 17 now at the halfway point. And that's where we're at. 13 and 17. They're actually tied with the Reds because they, they split the series now. Uh, for third place in the National League Central. Both teams with 13 and 17 marks. Look at run differentials. The Brewers are actually at minus 34. Minus 34 for the season in, in 30 games. Yikes. Uh, the, the fact that they're at 13 and 17 
is actually a win when you look at it that way, as bad as their offense has gone. Brewers are 3-7 and seven in the last 10. Uh, the, the Reds, yes, are 13-17. and 17. Their run differential, though, only a negative 3. Uh, and so they're uh, you know looking a little better that way, but it, it's it's just a rough deal. Uh, St. Louis eleven and eleven. They've only played twenty two games, and you know you've got to figure they'll tire out. I mean, that's the thing here. That's just you know it, this is what it is in, in the National League and in baseball. If you can catch the second place team, if you can string it, if, if your offense can come to life, and you can catch the second place team. And hold off the Reds. You're in the playoffs. You know that's something that is very plausible in the last 30 games because St. Louis, in the space of time that Brewers will play 30 games, the the Cardinals have to play what 38. I mean, it's it's crazy. They're going to wear down. You have to think. Uh, but they're five and five. They got swept in a doubleheader yesterday by Pittsburgh. So the, <laughs> the Pirates getting up off the deck a little bit here. And they're nine and nineteen, so they're only a couple games back in the loss column from the Brewers and Reds. So Pittsburgh, who had been the worst team in baseball, is uh, starting to find it just a little bit here, and they're still among the worst in baseball, but you know not as putrid as they had been before they swept the Brewers last weekend. Uh, so you know that's the picture. I mean, you're you're it's you're down. You're not playing well. You can't hit, but you're not out of it. Especially with the expanded playoffs, you're definitely not out of it. You know, you're you're trailing by, I guess, a couple of games in the standings. I don't know. I don't even know how to calculate. They they say the Brewers are two games behind the Cardinals in the standings. Cardinals have played eight less games than the Brewers, but you have ten games left against the Cardinals, and the Cardinals are going to be a very tired team. So, uh, you know, there's there's some hope there. <laughs> but you know, the offensive stats. I mean, we we talk about it every every podcast it seems it's just you know it's just not getting better it's really tough to watch at this point really tough to watch I mean how do you how do you deal with this you know go down the lineups uh, Ryan Braun hitting 193 Christian Yelich a buck 90 Keston here down to 237 Jed Jerko 206 Smoke is at 200 even though he showed some life in the last you know week or two uh, Avisel Garcia, 222. Very frustrating to watch. He took an over in the doubleheader as well. Or no, I guess he did have one hit. He had one hit in game one. He was 0 for 3 in game two. He's not producing at all out of the leadoff spot. Eesh. Manny Pena getting hurt. They're going to do uh, x rays and, and imaging today, but that's not good. It's a knee. I mean, that's really not good. It, it, I, I would imagine an IL stint is on the way. Hopefully that's all it is, and so you you I would imagine you see Nottingham being called up, and Omar Narvaez is going to be more of an everyday catcher. He's all the way up to 169 because he's been hitting a little bit more. <laughs> I mean, think about that, right? Uh, it, it's tough. He he's you know that, that's one bright spot, right? Uh, he he was responsible for the Brewers' run <laughs> in the game with a home run in, in game one. Uh, so he's you know. He's turned around a little bit, but still, even with that, his average at 169, that's how bad of a slump he was in. You know, Urias at 286, he's smashing the way for the Brewers. And Orlando Arcia has been actually pretty steady offensively at 264 now. Uh, that's the, you know, you look down the lineup, that's what you're talking about. I mean, it's 
it's uh, it's just very hard to imagine because uh, they, they're a major league team, <laughs> you know, and uh, they've been again, these guys have hit before. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's you can be frustrated again with the lack of of huge moves in the offseason, but they did bring in guys who could hit. You thought the offense certainly would be better than this. Um, you know, Nick Tronic tweeted in at Lockdown Brewers uh, last night. The Brewers, he, he retweeted a, a tweet from Justice Cleveland or, or highlighted a tweet from Justice Cleveland. said the Brewers are hitting 216 as a team. That'd be 13 points lower than their worst season in 1971 when they hit 229. When they lost 106 games in 2002, they still hit 253. Yeah, in 1971, now that would be their, what, third season as a franchise? You know, they lost in the upper 90s of games. I mean, not good. Uh, 216 as a team. I mean, you have to pull out of that. You know, again, the question just is not if, but when. And it might not be this season. I mean, I know we're halfway. There's a whole half season left to go here in this sprint to the finish, but... It might not be this season because, again, over the course of a 162-game season, they would pull out of it, and you'd be very confident that they would. But will they? And it has to be soon. I mean, that's the thing. If it's three weeks from now, well, forget it. You know, it has to be soon. Uh, Spencer says the offense has looked horrible all season. Thoughts on adding Kyle Seeger or a bat from a seller? I'm sure the Braves will also be interested in Seeger as they need a third baseman. Yeah, Brewers, I mean, how you see the Brewers need a third baseman, right? We've been... We've highlighted that before the season. We talked about as the one weak spot. Well, it turns out right now every position is a weak spot because nobody's hitting. So third base, although it hasn't been producing, nothing's producing. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't think the Brewers are. I just don't know about this trade deadline. I got to tell you, what we're we're three days away. I mean, I talked about it earlier. I don't think anything's happening with the trade deadline. Yeah, I'm. We'll we'll see. But who's selling? I mean, what do, you, what do you, you know, everybody's in it. You know, if you look at the standings, not everybody, but a lot, you know. Uh, you, you know like the Nationals are giving up hope. You know, they're six games back or four games back of Miami for second place in the NL East, just for instance, right? Brewers in Cincinnati are trying to chase down St. Louis to get that second spot in the division for the playoffs. Uh, you know, and again, if you get the second spot, if you get into the playoffs, it is a total crapshoot. I mean, a little, maybe not total, but really close. You know, if you get in and you get any kind of decent seeding, it's a three-game series. And anything can happen in a three-game series. Let's say the Brewers did get hot offensively. They turned this around and, and in their progression to the mean, they became a really hot offensive team. And then you've got this pitching and this bullpen. Well, you can win a three-game series with that. I mean, I don't know. I shouldn't even say, you, yeah, you can beat the Dodgers. The Dodgers are 24-9. They're a dominant team right now, you know, on their way to 40-plus wins. And it'd be hard, but you could. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Uh, Cubs are 18-12. and 12. You can beat the Cubs in a three-game series. You know, again, let's say that things are different a month from now. It can happen. So you wouldn't, why are you, why are you buying? Why are you selling? Who's selling? Again, you know, even Pittsburgh. I mean, what are you buying from Pittsburgh? I don't know. Minor leaguers? You know, are you are you buying a piece that can contribute this year at the trade deadline? Very doubtful. So, again, I just don't I don't see it happening. I, I, of course I could be wrong. I mean, I don't think anybody knows. 
what general managers are going to do. It's a big unknown. But everybody just about is in contention because half the leagues make the, the playoffs. And in the National League, it's super bunched up. In the American League, it's still pretty bunched up. I mean, it's not, you know, everybody in the American League at least has double-digit wins. I mean, I would say the Red Sox are probably out of it at 10 and 21, <laughs> you know. Angels 10 and 22, they're probably out of it. Kansas City wouldn't expect to win. They're 12 and 19. So, you know, it's those are the last place teams, but you know, I just everybody else Detroit is 13 and 16. You know, they're they're not out of it. Those not only second place in the division, but then you've got two extra playoff spots to compete for. So, who's selling? You know, I just I'm not seeing it. I'm kind of surprised they even had a, a trade deadline this year. But we'll see what happens. We'll know a lot more by Monday or Tuesday here. Uh, of course, Monday would be the trade deadline. Certainly by Tuesday we'll know more. But uh, uh, we'll see. I mean, again, I, you know, I'd just be surprised. So we'll talk about the Pirates, the upcoming series, chance for revenge uh, for that weekend sweep. I still can't believe... Still can't believe they got swept by the Pirates last weekend. Can't believe it. Uh, we'll talk about the Pirates coming up next. You're locked on Brewers. RockAuto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com. Tell them Lockdown sent you. Uh, and shop for auto body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to oil or to tail lamps i'm sorry uh, motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is unique remarkably easy to navigate quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals that do as do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the same parts Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com So the Pirates are into Miller Park for a four-game wraparound weekend series. I guess that's how you, you say it, right? It's a wraparound weekend. They play Friday through Monday. Uh, it's a four-gamer uh, at this point, I'd gone on this long diatribe, you know, what, 10 games ago, however many games ago, about how this was the soft section of the Brewers' schedule. It was time to make hay, and I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> hay is not being made. Hay is still in the field. We haven't harvested. It's uh, it's just uh, we're, we're failing this year. There's a drought. I don't know. Uh, trying to f- come up with farming references, and I... Not a farmer. Uh, but the Pirates are in, and it's a four-game series, and uh, you can look at the pitching matchups and, you know, <laughs> think good things or bad things. I don't know. Derek Derek Holland on the hill tonight for the Pirates. Corbin Burns for the Brewers. Derek Holland, last time out, <laughs> unbelievably, uh, got the win. <laughs> five innings against the Brewers, I'm talking about. Five innings, uh, four hits, one earned run he walked three and struck out five brewers only pushed across a run against this guy who's got an era this year of 6.17 and a career era of uh four five seven so maybe they saw him and they're all geared up and say, ah, we know how to hit this guy 
And then they look in the mirror and go, oh, wait, we're not hitting. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, Corbin Burns is going to be on the bump for the Brewers. 3.42 ERA this year so far. And uh, last time out, he did face the Pirates. Allowed three earned in a no decision in five and a third. He was not bad. He was not very good. He was kind of average. But he did get through five and a third. Went into the sixth. Only allowed three earned. So it was a, a decent start for Corbin Burns. Uh, he struck out seven and walked two. That's his last time out. So we'll see if he can maybe give him six innings tonight. That's That'd be the hope. I think the Brewers are in decent shape bullpen-wise. Uh, none of their elite back-end people went in the doubleheader because there was no reason for them to. So you've got that going. And I think Suter's available if you need some longer relief. Uh, Freddie Peralta pitched last night. So it should be in good shape from that standpoint tonight. And uh, we'll see. At, at some point... You know, and sometimes it can happen with a snap of a finger. All of a sudden, a team gets hot. You just, baseball, right? You can't explain it. You can't explain it whatsoever. And, uh, you know, you hope it happens at some point. And I was hoping for these seven games against the Pirates, three last weekend, four in the wraparound this weekend. I was certainly hoping that uh, the Brewers could at least go seven and two. That's out the window with the sweep last weekend. Uh, I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and expect a sweep by any means, particularly the way the Brewers are playing right now. But uh, what can you do? Can you find a way to take this series? I mean, man, you know, uh, Pittsburgh, and then you've got four coming up next week against Detroit. Uh, it, it's it's obviously go time. You know, we've said that before. They've not had a chance. They've not taken advantage of this particular stretch in their schedule. They're still middling around. They're four games under 500, and you know now they're going to have to do it. Starting right now, certainly, you know, ideally against Pittsburgh and then Detroit coming up. The Tigers aren't terrible, but they are 13 and 16. Uh, and then you know the schedule gets tougher with double headers against the Cardinals all over the place. Cut. Excuse me. The Cubs in for three. Uh, you do have Kansas City for three, but the you know final 20 game stretch, you're really going to have to get it going. I mean, the Brewers. If they could get to uh, at least 500, and I hate to say this because I, I was hoping it'd be higher than that. I was hoping it'd be better than that by uh, the final game against the Tigers. That's coming up on on September 9th here, so into the following week. But this is after Labor Day, September 9th, and uh, and then you know maybe approach that final 20 games of the season uh, and find a way to to stay at 500 and 500 probably get you second place unless the Reds make a move, which they certainly could. Because they do have talent and they do have some pitching. Uh, but it'll give you a decent shot at, at moving into second place in the Central and securing a playoff spot. And 500 will get you in no matter what. Uh, because you'll you'll find one of those additional wildcard spots if you're a 500 team. So that's where you're at. And uh, it's, it's, again, you wanted to approach that final 20, maybe four or five games above 500. But that looks pretty tough to do right now. Barring a big run by the Brewers. <laughs> I'm laughing, but it could happen. Anything's possible. So that's the deal with the weekend series. Uh, again, Burns is tonight, and then uh, Brewers will continue with their standard rotation uh, over the weekend. Um, and uh, they'll face some guys they faced last weekend as well with, with the Pirates. Uh, of course you are in a four-game series. That's what's going to happen. And so, you know, some familiarity there. I don't know if that'll help them or not. Brubaker tomorrow night, and then uh, Brault, Stephen Brault to the Brewers. Historically, it had some problems with, but then started to hit a little bit better against last year. 
and uh, Williams on Monday. So uh, the Brewers will send uh, Burns, Brett Anderson. That's good. He's been pitching very well. Uh, tomorrow night, Brandon Woodruff on Sunday, and then Adrian Hauser on Monday. So that's what the pitching matchup looks like. We'll talk about, of course, the weekend uh, and hopefully have better news to talk about on Monday's Lockdown Brewers. We'll also, of course, have Dr. Scott. Try to get some other guests in here next week as well to uh, talk Brewers and uh, and see if they can find a way to get better, <laughs> to come back to the level they should be at, and that's uh, coming up. So we'll talk all about that as uh, Monday rolls along here, as the weekend rolls along. We'll talk to you again on Monday. You can always find us at Lockdown Brewers, at Cheesehead Talks on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Lockdown Brewers. Tell a friend about Lockdown Brewers. If you have a Brewer fan friend or a Brewer fan enemy, tell them too. Uh, I'm Ben Larson. We'll talk to you again on Monday when we deliver your daily Brewers fix right here on Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Yeah.